I'm Bailey. I'm Nini. <laughs> and welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. Anyways, hi guys. Oh, that's so cute. I want to take a picture of that for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> it's on it Spring online. Mountain Road. I'm Spring not sure Mountain where that Road. is. But we're gonna All right, let's find do it. Out. Screenshot that and send that to me so yeah, we have okay. that next cool. time. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, guys, we're going to a, a bar in Vegas for my birthday that looks like their tequila shots look like a, a baggie and lines of coke. So, which is fun. Hilarious. I love a gag. I love so. a gag. I love the commitment to the bit. <laughs> yeah, I love, you know, I'm nothing if not committed <laughs> if to the not bit. If not committed to the bit. Absolutely. Goodness welcome, gracious. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Or whatever. Wednesday. Um, or whatever day you're listening to this. Okay. But hopefully you guys are listening on Wednesday. Not that I think it helps us, like, anymore in terms of, like, but money. It's but it's exciting. Yeah, we like to see the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys have been doing well le- lately. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, shout out to, where is it? South Africa? South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> South We're Africa. big in South Africa, We're big in South Africa, y'all. Which I kind of love. We're number 109. 109 in their comedy section on podcasts. On so, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you, South Africa. Uh, Orville Peck's from there, so... I'm gonna in my brain. Wait, Orville Peck's from South Africa? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, cool. In my in my brain, it's it's him. It's him. Listen, yeah. and he's gagged. He's gagged. <laughs> he's gagged. <laughs> Orville, if you would ever like to be, we on the podcast, gagged please. Orville Peck. Please <laughs> click here. <laughs> we gagged Orville Peck, comma. It's more likely than you think. And click here. <laughs> oh, fuck. love you, babes. Um, how was your week? My week, goodness gracious. Goodness um, me. My week has been well. I met someone, so that was Ooh, fun. Love, young love. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of Footloose. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like definitely, you know, when you meet someone for the first time and you're like, oh my God, and like everything just kind of has like a, a rose colored. Yeah. Splendid yeah, like that. This is our musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> what, are what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Like a a watered down margarita, but it's not watered down. It's just less on the fucking light. Yes, it's a light margarita. Exactly. The tequila's not bad. I got it from Bevmo. No, it, not Bevmo. Total wine. Total wine. Total wine is superior. Yeah, I wish we had total wine here. Dude, same. We should put one where the old um, Bed Bath and Beyond used to be. Maybe we can stop there, either there or Costco, on our way to Vegas for alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I would probably say Bevmo. I mean, God, why do you call it Bevmo? For Total Wine, because they just have, like, better mixers. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a lot of snacks, too. Mm-hmm, like, exactly. Comparatively, they have more yeah, snacks so. than Bevmo. Yeah. Um, How was your week? It was chill. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my period. So mm, like, yeah. You're all privy to that information now. You're listeners. welcome. Um, yeah. So I was kind of like... That sucks. How do you how do you like console yourself on your period? Um, well, like I did on Monday, I got home from work and I got in my comfy clothes and then I took a nap, which okay. I haven't done in like. What time did you get off work? I got off work at three thirty. Okay. And okay. I napped from like four to about five thirty. Nice. That's a good and nap. Then I, and then I woke up. I had some some dinner. I took mm. soup. Um, soup. Some soup. Good it is, soup. It's becoming good soup season. <laughs> good soup season. Yeah. And then I watched, um, oh, I watched that movie, um, A Classic Horror Story. Oh, okay. How was that? on Netflix. It was good. Yeah? Yeah, I think, okay. I think you might, you might like it. Really? Might enjoy okay. it. Yeah. I'm down. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a cool thing that happened. Uh, going on vacation in January. January to the motherland. 
Mexico. Mexico. Um, and I'm taking my baby boy, my stinky bee, Mr. Charlie. You know, we, who needs who needs armed security when you have Charlie? Literally. No, literally. I'll just throw him at a burglar. Exactly. And he'll, he'll fuck him up. So, um, I, yeah, I feel terrible like... in his skinny jeans. <laughs> I would know. I would know. <laughs> Trust me, I would know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for him to come to come with. We're gonna go visit where my mom uh, used to spend her summers, which is like a big like countryside oh, okay. like area. And my dad's like, oh, I can't wait to just let him like loose and have him like chase the chickens and stuff. Mm. I'm like, Dad, he's not gonna chase the chickens. What if he like? What if he kills one? What if he gets a chicken? And he's like, well, then we're having like chicken for dinner. Like, oh my fuck? god, like, that's just a fact of life. No, I hate that. Don't so encourage much. his bad behavior. Um, mm. But yeah. We'll see how we'll see how he does. He needs to lose at least like two pounds. Really, I think before he before can, he goes, he can fit in his carrier because <laughs> he has to go under the seat, and I can't take him out. Aww. Yeah. So how I, long is the flight? Four hours. Yeah. So yeah. it's like not super long, but yeah. it's not super short. Either. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll see how that, that goes. Sucks. It's been a couple years since he went, but um, I think it'll be I think it'll be okay. Hopefully, I just feel bad that they can't, like, stretch or anything. Yeah, um, like, so his sad. little carrier has to be big enough for him to turn around, and I'm like, you're a little, you're you're a little, little thick, chunky. my guy. I don't think you're going to be able to turn around in that thing, Aww. so we're going to have to, like, maybe switch his food and mm, yeah. take him on more walks, but yeah. he's he's there, my boy. My boy. He'll be happy to be with you guys, like, yeah. so it'll be And I can't wait to buy him, like, little tacos and stuff, Aww. like, on, on, like, corners. And I just give him one tortilla, though, because he, he can't eat that much. <laughs> he can't eat that much. You gotta fit his carrier uh, back yeah, home. Yeah, and he can't have cilantro or onion, of course. Please. Of course. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, so there's that. He's going international again. Yeah, My he's boy. a cosmopolitan man. And truly. <laughs> <laughs> And I told him I was like, "Are you excited? I'm gonna put you on the roof!" Like every like every dog in Mexico, oh, that's just like the thing. The really? roof is like a it's kind of like a balcony, basically. Like really? for most houses, it's like completely flat. Uh-huh. So yeah, you hang your laundry up there. You have like a little patio up there, uh-huh. basically, and like that's where dogs like spend most of their time because there's not really like grass or like front, really? like front yards and stuff. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm gonna put you on the roof. I'm gonna be a roof dog. Roof dog. Aww, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> Like barking, barking down at, at people. Yeah, barking down He's at other people. He's not gonna jump off though, right? I, I, my mom was like, "Yeah, I don't know if he knows how to be on the roof." I was like, I don't oh, "That's know. scary." I like, he doesn't at really least keep stairs. him on the leash for the, like the first few times. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't really do stairs either, oh, which that's... like same. <laughs> which same. Does anybody <laughs> enjoy stairs truly? Mm-hmm. No. 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 Absolutely no. not. All right. Cool. And that's thoughts on and that's that life. on that. <laughs> <laughs> we will be right back after these brief recorded messages. Beep. Anyways, hello, welcome back. Welcome. Did you guys enjoy our ad? We work really hard on it. <laughs> um, okay, are you ready for my story? I am so ready for your story. Because listen, Nini. Oh, yes. <laughs> Today, I know I was supposed to do paranormal again. I'm not doing true crime. Oh. I'm doing something completely different, oh. just for funsies. <laughs> um, it could technically fall under conspiracy and you'll see that later but this is more of like a psychological phenomena um so let's just get right into it oh my god it's so exciting have you ever seen the truman show long time ago long time ago me too okay how did it make you feel uh uneasy uneasy (laughs) unsettled yeah i would say yeah Yeah. it it made me respect jim carrey like in his acting like truly Mm -hmm. um and it also made me feel fucking crazy because it was like this was before i really started getting high too this was in college this was my 
um, summer break of my freshman year of college, like okay. community college, and it sent me spiraling low-key into an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh <laughs> so, my God. Um, which happens to be the exact emotion that this film wants to draw from its audience. Mm-hmm. However, I will give everybody who is listening who hasn't seen this film a quick synopsis right okay so truman burbank is the unsuspecting star of the truman show which is a reality television program um which happens to be broadcast live around the clock and across the globe his entire life has taken place within a giant archaeological dome in hollywood fashioned to create the seaside town of sea haven island and equipped with thousands of cameras to monitor all aspects of his life yeah the producers discouraged truman from wanting to leave sea haven by instilling him with aquaphobia through the quote death of his tv father in a boating accident and by constantly broadcasting and printing messages of the dangers of traveling oh yeah so they're oh. like we we need to make sure that he never wants to leave gotcha. um which i'm like oh my god is that why i have phobias because you know how like where did my trophophobia come from like literally like where did that come from i have no idea i just one day like realized that it made me feel ill oh but yeah. you said that and it reminded me of the thing that we saw it ah, uh, like, sorry ah, that was really ah, loud ah, guys ah, <laughs> sorry but i thought about it too hard ah, you don't even have to finish the sentence no, i was like, like no ah, i don't know what you're talking about same, same. right so um, getting back into it, all of Sea Haven's residents are actors, either acting out a script or repeating lines fed to them by the show's creator. It's really fucked up. Um, creator and executive producer, and his name is Kristoff. So Kristoff seeks to capture Truman's real emotions and human behavior and gives audiences a relatable everyday man. Which, like, that's so fucked up. It's so fucked that's up. So creepy. Like, I hate it. That's so eerie. I hate it. Yeah. Whoever wrote it, I hate it. So. This is kind of relating to what I want to talk about in the Truman Show delusion. Ooh. Informally known as Truman Syndrome, which is a type of delusion in which the person believes that their lives are staged reality shows or that they're being watched on cameras. Yeah. yeah. So Looks around the room nervously. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I definitely got a camera in here. Oh, <laughs> like this is this has been content the whole time, you need. <laughs> I have like a blog. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about delusions themselves. Now, del- delusions. Delusions. <laughs> delusions are, um, you know, fixed, fallacious beliefs, which are symptoms that, in the absence of organic disease, indicate psychiatric disease. Um, the content of delusions varies considerably limited by the imagination of the delusional person, right? Mm-hmm. But certain themes have been identified, for example, persecution. Mm, like something's out to get you. Mm-hmm. These themes have diagnostic importance in that they point to certain diagnoses. So like what you feel or what you think kind of contributes or like is a contributing factor to what you might like believe that you have. Oh, gotcha. um, so persecu- persecutory um Delusions are, for instance, classically linked to psychosis. Mm-hmm. Um, the content of delusions are invariably tied to a person's life experience, and contemporary culture seems to play an important role. Uh, a retrospective study conducted in 2008 showed how delusional, delusional, God, I can't, <laughs> you guys listen. <laughs> we got this. We, we got, got this. this. We got, you can do this. Too many L's in and U's. I'm being the Lulu right now. <laughs> I'm being the Lulu. I'm being the Lulu. Okay, so in 2008, they showed how delusional content has evolved over time from religious, like magical, um, to political, and eventually to technically themed. 
yeah, the authors concluded that sociopolitical changes and scientific and technical developments have marked an influence on the delusional content in schizophrenia. Shit. I mean, but that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, what what you ex- surround yourself with is obviously like meant to influence like mm-hmm. your life. So, psychiatrist Joseph Weiner, <laughs> like it's literally it's literally Weiner. Like I don't know how else to say it. Um, he commented that quote in the 1940s, psychotic patients would express delusions about their brains being controlled by radio waves. Now, delusional patients commonly complain about implanted computer chips. So it's just kind of, unquote. So it's just kind of like an evolution of technology reflects into their delusion. The time period that yes. they're in. Gotcha. So um, obviously I'd agree that it's not all delusional to be worried about such things since the government, you know, did toy with unseemingly knowingly people who were being drugged by Project MK Ultra, which you still have yet to cover. Um, Sorry. And they have access to our phones, computers, etc. And now, with the ease of accessing our DNA through our phones, such as, like, Touch ID, Face ID, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not as crazy as it sounds. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to enlarge in my screen. Enlargeth. Enlargeth. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Right. Getting back. <laughs> the Truman Show delusion could represent a further evolution in the content of delusions in reaction to a changing pop culture, right? So there have been over 40 recorded instances of people suffering from the Truman Show delusion in the US, the UK, and elsewhere. Which I love how just else the rest elsewhere. of the world is elsewhere. No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> elsewhere um, dot earth. Right. <laughs> elsewhere, comma Else- the earth. Elsewhere. The earth. <laughs> the earth. That's the address. Now, Joe Gold, a psychiatrist at Bellevue Hospital Center in New York City and a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at New York University, and his brother Ian, who like... (laughs) (laughs) How it feels to go out with your more successful friends. (laughs) And Ian. Ian. But I was like, who's Ian? But then it literally goes on to say, who holds a research chair in philosophy and psychiatry at Montreal's McGill University. Oh, they are the foremost researchers on the subject. So oh, I'm like, okay, so oh, they got shit. a little, they got a little something, the something. Yeah. Gotcha. They're the, the my, men. My Joe and Ian Gold. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> so since 2002, they have met with over a dozen individuals, primarily white men between 24 and 34, who claim to suffer from this delusion. Ooh. They have reported that one patient traveled to New York City after 9-11 to make sure that the terrorist attacks were not a plot twist in his personal Truman Show. Yeah. The way my face dropped. I know, right? Oh. And another one traveled to Lower Manhattan, which, like, they went to a federal building to seek asylum from his show. Oh, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, like, please help scary. me. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, can you help me seek asylum? That's that insane. Is so scary. Can you imagine those people on staff that day? They're just like, like uh, what? <laughs> they're like, we get, usually get like, transient people who have like undiagnosed schizophrenia and stuff but like he's like wait you're allowed you, like, to be here like, yeah you're like, allowed to live in the what, <laughs> like what do you mean yeah yeah oh fuck yeah. that's so sad yeah um another patient had worked as an intern on a reality tv program themselves and believed that he was being secretly tracked by the cameras even at the polls on election day in 2004 what the fuck his shout <clears throat> that then president george w bush was a judas 
brought to or brought him to Bellevue and Gold's attention. So like that's how he caught their attention was like oh. that George W. Bush was Judas. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, see, uh, oh, see, American Idiot by Green Day. I know literally <laughs> the album by Green Day. I like how we went Green Day, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> entirely valid um another one of gold's patients was a upper middle class army veteran who wanted to climb the statue of liberty in the belief that doing so would release him from his show described and he described his condition this way quote i realized that i was and am the center the focus of attention by millions and millions of people my family and everyone i knew were and are actors in a script a charade whose entire purpose is to make me the focus of the world's attention unquote like, I know, like, you've heard of narcissism. What the fuck is this? Yeah, dude. Like, oh. I don't get it. That's so, Yeah, like, why you? Why you? But sometimes, kind of like, like well, I get I too mean, high and I, I, I start show. thinking about that shit. Like, mm-hmm. He was just an he was average, just a, a literal, regular, schmegular Joe. That's he awful. was Joel Gold, Yeah, you might say. He was Joel or- Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> The choice of the name, the Truman, the Truman, the Truman Show Delusion by the Golds was influenced by the fact that three of the five patients that uh, Joe Gold had initially treated for the syndrome explicitly linked their previous experiences to the film. So, like, they named it themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And because reality shows are so visible, it's kind of an area that a patient patient can easily incorporate into a delusional system. Gotcha, yeah. Makes sense. It's so prevalent. Um... However, the Truman Show delusion is just a segue to a bigger issue society now faces. Gang stalking. What the fuck is that? I'll tell you. That sounds so ominous. I know. So gang stalking or group stalking is a group effort directed against a targeted individual in order to psychologically torture and demoralize the victim. Uh, What the fuck? Yeah. Um, People who have been targeted for psychotronic, which is like electronic torture, are often also the victim of, quote, street theater and group stalking. So basically, a group of perpetrators act as a team to harass the target, but, you know, in subtle ways as to not tip off passerbys. Now, a team member will get behind the victim in a grocery line, for instance, and say or do something that is, like, you know, it confuses or, like, alerts the victim. And it's not going to be so obvious that other people in line can easily notice what's taking place. But it's, like they are obviously targeting this person so they know what to say in order to like catch their attention Mm. um team members will try to interfere with the victim in making new friends or create suspicions with their landlords or neighbors the mail carrier etc and perpetrators will move in next door to the victim or surround him on all sides as his neighbors which like me dealing with my bad neighbor right now i'm like (laughs) fuck. (laughs) oh yeah you guys my neighbor just got arrested so that was fun um, weird circumstances. Weird circumstances. Weird vibes. In neighboring areas. No, nobody's in the house right now, or has been for a while, and then they just got back, and we're just like, um, hey, how y'all doing? Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Not, not yeah, not actually. <laughs> Although he wishes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so there seems to be no limit to the amount of money and team members available to make the victim's life a daily ordeal. People in law enforcement are often involved with this activity, either as perpetrators themselves or the enablers. The idea is to make the target feel isolated and deprived in order to produce despondency and perhaps suicide. That's so scary. Why is it reminding me of, like, Smile? 
I've never <clears> seen <throat> it. Tell me what what well, happens. Like, you Spoiler see, alert, guys. Like you see, um, like this evil entity. It's a little bit like it follows, but okay. <clears throat> in this one, you actually see like the evil thing oh, or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, like just it'll infect quote unquote random people, uh-huh. and then like people will be following you, or people will be like. You know, you'll be like, you know, having a conversation, and mm. then you'll look past the person, no. and then there'll be somebody watching you guys from like a distance. No, yeah. Um. So that's, that's okay. That makes sense. It, yeah. Me, oh, so or the that Truman movie, Show um, or Anne or Smile, or that movie Men. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't see that one. It it got a lot of shit, but uh, I feel like the plot was really creepy because really? yeah, it was this this woman too. She like kept seeing this one man like over and over again while she was on like a like a like a really secluded Airbnb. She oh. was a writer and going through some shit, and she kept seeing this fucking guy like around town and like around the property and in the house and like uh, it was really fucking bizarre and that's oh it's giving oh. me the, the oh i hate that so much whistleblowers ex-cult members corruption exposers and law enforcement former government workers former employees of certain corporations troublemakers at universities researchers or writers who get too close to sensitive topics um these are all kind of the people who are usually targeted but some victims have absolutely no idea why they've been targeted because, like, the Truman Show, they're just yeah. normal fucking guys. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a family bloodline may be the deciding factor. Oh. Which, like, <laughs> that's not my fault. Like, yeah, bring it up with why? my grandpa, dude. Yeah. the fuck? This isn't my fault. This isn't my fault. <laughs> um, finding evidence on this issue proved to be difficult since the very outlets that were covering them are media sources, which in turn could be the perpetrators of this phenomenon. Let me explain. Mm. In gang stalking... Everything seems connected, and inconsequential details acquire new purpose. The person who crossed your path earlier, the, you know, fire siren outside your window, the chair in the kitchen, was it there before? Has someone been in your house moving things around? Like, are there microchips under your skin? Like, very real things that obviously everybody usually chalks up to mental, like, disorders or mental illnesses. Um, But it's like... What if it actually is happening to you and nobody believes you? Uh, A vast online community has formed over the last decade around a belief in gang stalking with the, quote, targeted individuals sharing stories of mobs of stalkers, mind games, thought control, and extreme surveillance being used to destroy their lives. Damn. Yeah. Gang stalking appeared in mainstream news uh, in reference to the Baton Rouge shooter. Um, His name was Gavin Long. And he was a former Marine who killed three police officers and injured three other, like, civilians before being shot dead himself. Media outlets pieced together Long's online presence as a, quote, freedom strategist and a mental game coach. Um, And he used the pseudonym Cosmo Sepinterna. And he used this to create a series of ebooks, YouTube videos, and, you know, a Twitter, like, social media and shit. Oh, what the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. And people found like these accounts connected to a page titled stop organized gang stalking where user Cosmo 717 was presumed to be long. And he was basically talking about like experiencing this in his everyday life. Mm -hmm. And then he went and shot police officers and like random people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a good look. Not a great one. Um, Gang stalking functions as a nexus for further conspiracy because you search online and you'll basically find infinite varieties like psychotronic torture, which is, you know, electronic torture, mm-hmm. where sufferers, sufferers believe they have been unwillingly implanted with brain transmitters, which eavesdrop on their thoughts 
and family members double as the perps. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of fucking awful. And not to mention Morgellons disease, which is the controversial fibers under the skin condition. Oh. And a lot of people associate that with gang stalking. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So David Krepis Kier of the UK's Mental Health Foundation said he had encountered patients who fit this profile. Quote, I can easily see how a combination of behaviors, individual and public, can create a plausible impression of gang stalking. He said, gang stalking fears act as a trap. The believer behaves warily in public and people respond to their behavior by treating them as unusual. Um, He explains that this behavior reinforces the anxiety and sparks more paranoia, which is increasing the physical and verbal reaction, which increases is the public response so obviously it's just like a back and forth kind of like i'm acting weird so you're gonna act weird which makes me feel like oh you're being weird you're watching me Mm -hmm. you know so although there is not a like actual source on gang stalking everything is kind of like conjecture Mm -hmm. um it is very easy to interpret real world behavior as if it's coordinated gotcha yeah (gasps) oh that's fucking eerie gang stalking Slash the Truman Show. Slash the Truman Show syndrome. That's the Truman's both syndrome. That's terrifying. Isn't that terrifying? I yeah. Because it's like something that's like a real life horror movie. Like people are just targeting you for no fucking reason. So yeah. And nobody fucking. So sorry it was paranormal, you guys, but I thought it would be still. That's still pretty scary. That's still pretty scary. Regardless, regardless, (laughs) like what the fuck? Like, and sometimes I'd be getting too high, and I I feel that way. So like. That's kind of like a Somebody's not a wake up. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So man, that was a good one. Thank good you. Uh all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. My dudes. I'm uh, so excited. Your story last dudes. week was so good. I was like stoked to hear your yeah. second part. I hope it's I hope it's as good as the first one. Um all right. Welcome to Welcome part two of my quote case study yes into the personal development programs est and the landmark education right but first perhaps a refresher for those of you who need it yeah um, or if someone's listening backwards which a little a weird of, yeah. but you know I, yeah we're not judging or anything but, but like you might want to go back because mm-hmm. there's a lot in the first one um and i ended part one in 1991 when Werner Erhard sold the uh, training technology, quote, and assets of EST to a group of employees before he moved out of the country. These employees went on to rebrand EST as the Landmark Education, and that's where we're picking things up today. Cool. Where did I put my pen? <laughs> where did I put my pen? Wasn't I just hitting it when we were with, like, No, because you said you were going to wait to hit it. I know, but didn't I bring it over here? I swear I did. Is that what I heard drop the other that one time? Or was that, that one that time? Yours? Yeah, no, that was mine. Okay, whatever. Um, Continue. Yeah, here, just, yeah, I'm just, just have, have it this one. Um, Alright. Instead of starting out on our usual Wikipedia, um, let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth, Ooh. if you will. Um, if you visit landmarkworldwide.com <laughs> and click on the tab that reads the Landmark Forum, learn more you'll come upon this little blurb explaining what they do. Okay. Quote, The Landmark Forum is designed to bring about positive permanent shifts in the quality of life, in your quality of life, in just three days. (laughs) In just three days. Oh, sorry, guys. (laughs) The Landmark Forum offers a practical methodology for producing breakthroughs in people's lives, achievements that are extraordinary, outside of what's predictable. 
The Landmark Forum is grounded in a model of transformative learning. There's that word again, transformative. Transformative. A way of learning that gives people an awareness of the basic structures in which they know, think, and act. Um, through, engage, through engaging in tested and proven ideas and methodologies, which that don't uh, give you, they don't give you any, any kind of like context source. of what those are. Yeah, uh, yeah source? Question source? Mark? Question mark? Uh, participants discover blind spots to their effectiveness, performance, and overall satisfaction in life. From that awareness comes a fundamental shift that leaves people fulfilling on those matters that are most important to them. Hmm. Unquote. And that's coming straight from the horse's mouth. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, one thing I found interesting uh, comparing Landmark to uh, its predecessor, EST, uh -huh. is that the Landmark Forum actually has an online option now. Oh. Which uh, makes sense, I guess, given like COVID a couple yeah. of years ago and like they still want your money and right. your time. So. Uh -huh. But I'm like, how does that work necessarily because yeah. um the course details of the present day uh, in-person forum right. are as follows quote delivery the landmark forum is designed to be delivered both in person and online okay. schedule the course is conducted on a friday saturday and sunday typically from 9 a.m to approximately 10 p.m what the fuck are you Follow paying me overtime <laughs> followed by a final session on a tuesday evening the final session generally runs from 7 p.m. to 10.15 p.m. In certain locations, 7.30 to 10.45 p.m. Breaks. Breaks are approximately every two to three hours with a 90-minute dinner break. Tuitions, that's what they call uh -huh. the, the cost. Okay. Uh, tuitions vary based on location and currency. Uh, unquote. The current cost to take the forum in California? Uh -huh. A crisp $795. Are you for real? Yeah. Yeah. $795. Wow, that's a lot of money. I wasn't and expecting that. Okay. You can sign the whole family up for the forum oh, if you Jesus want to. Christ. You have to pay $795 for each person. There's a forum for young people ages 8 through 12. <laughs> Why would you subject your children to that? This one runs for three days uh, from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. <laughs> okay, so they're just working an eight-hour shift as <laughs> yeah. a child. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, as an eight-year-old. <laughs> they're working one hour for every, every, every year, year that they're alive. <laughs> Uh, with breaks every two and a half to three hours and aims to, quote, leave young people with the freedom to be and the freedom to act, empowered to be responsible for their lives, create new possibilities, deal effectively with others, and feel confident in their own choices, unquote. That's just called going through puberty and, right. like, finding yourself. There's even a testimonial from a 10-year-old girl oh, named Chelsea. Oh, Jesus Christ. They held no her photos. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Um, photo, no last oh, name, no, no nothing. nothing. Oh, okay. Chelsea. So someone made this up. Gotcha. Yes. Which, tell me, tell me what 10 year old talks like this. Oh God, I can't wait. Quote, I can talk to my parents now and they really listen. I think, however, it's me that's changed. Either way, it's pretty cool. Unquote. <laughs> Either way, it's totally rad. Like how, who uses however? What type however. of do you know uses however? Weird. Either. However, with their like finger pointed up. Yeah. However. No, literally. Like that one pick me girl on yes. um, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, cringe. Oh. I cringe. Um, there's also a forum for teens ages 13 through 17. Okay. That goes from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Okay. With breaks every two and a half to three hours. And its main selling point is this. Quote. Okay. Teens invent new possibilities, face challenges powerfully, and discover a new level of power, freedom, full self-expression, and peace of mind, trademark, <laughs> in this dynamic three-day program. It has a, a registered trademark no, thing. Literally. Uh, yeah. um, and then there's also a testimonial for this one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, from a nameless 16-year-old teen in <laughs> Teen Magazine. <laughs> Quote, so much changed about the way I think. About school, about my parents, about my life. Unquote. 
It's like a 30-year-old man writing as a teenage <laughs> Like, girl. how do teenagers talk? No, literally. Um, the landmark website is a little glossy and has lots of photos of people smiling. Oh, Jesus. Uh, smiling in glasses. Um, oh, my God. Do you know what this reminds me of? The fucking cult from the Scooby-Doo movie. Remember, they're, like, trying to teach you how to be polite and, like, fucking, yeah, look, that's wait, what those pictures wait, remind wait. me of. Yeah, there's there's people in cardigans. There's there's people with interesting <laughs> terrifying. Haircuts. There's people climbing walls. Oh my god, um, they're so active. Yeah, and thin and white. Oh wait, um, yeah, we got Alan Menken right uh-huh. here, eight-time Academy Award. Aspen Mattis, uh, New York Times best-selling author, which as we know is not is not really very hard to get. Yeah, yeah, it's not very exciting. Uh, Jennifer Kramer, president of the Special, Special Olympics, Olympics Chicago, Chicago research scientist, and a win, just a research scientist, and. You know Mike I'm Posner. in love with <laughs> Okay, yeah. flop. Yeah. Flop. Um, but this is the landmark of today, 2023. What was it like in the 90s when it had just started up? So, I found this article from November 1998 mm-hmm. by a journalist named Jana Martin for Swing Generation uh, Magazine titled The Conforumists. Like a play on conformists. <laughs> so that's cute. Um, that includes her own experience at a forum... Uh, session in the 90s. Okay. I'm going to share some excerpts from that article now. Um, she attended in Edison, New Jersey in June 1998. Okay. And she points out, like, before she starts, like, into her, like, testimony, basically, mm. um, that just the year prior, so 1997, uh-huh. the Landmark had made, Landmark Education had made an estimated $48 million from <gasps> seminar tuition in 1997. Yeah. People are yeah. so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Quote. Yes. If you do hear rumblings about the forum from non-members, they're likely to be ringed with suspicion that the forum people stick together like one happy family, that there is something cult-like about the group, although Landmark insists it's not a cult. And then in her own parentheses, it says, for one thing, followers aren't cut off from the outside world, one of the defining factors of a cult, which I'm like, that's, that's objective, because yeah, I mean, very you're objective. paying to be in a room for like 14 hours, 14 hours for three like, days For three in a days row. straight, yeah. I'm like, that's a little weird. And then, you know, the whole mentality becomes, like, exactly. in here versus mm-hmm. out there right. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little objective. Yeah. Anyway, uh, continuing on. Maybe all the skepticism stems from the rumor that the forum is just a 90s mask for the 70s slash and burn encounter group EST, notorious for slamming egos and forbidding bathroom breaks. Actually, EST's controversial founder, Werner Erhard, did modify EST into the forum in the mid-1980s. Mm. In 1991, before he disappeared amid damning press damning damning uh, <laughs> press reports ranging from child abuse in Ooh. 1992 60 minutes interviewed uh some of his children who claimed <gasps> that he abused them and before he like ran out on them um to tax evasion which i guess he fought the tax evasion thing and oh, really? he somehow received like money really that. yeah he received like two hundred thousand dollars or something oh wow um he transferred control to a group of loyal employees led by his brother, Harry Rosenberg, who oh. retooled Erhard's multi-million dollar empire into the Landmark Education Corporation. The forum relies heavily on lingo. Okay. Committed, powerful, share, support, authentic. People in your forum not only listen to our, listen to our sharing, they are, quote, present in it. I feel like I'm at an Apple, like... Seminar? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which means that they're powerfully, quote, listening. He tells us we analyze too much, that it kills the growth process. We should stop trying to find reasons for everything, he says. My head spins its wheels in the loose dirt of his foundational argument. I find it frightening. To cross over, we have to scoop the debris of our messy past into the big net of landmark logic and toss it off the edge of the earth. 
If we stay on the ride, Brian promises he's like the leader of the group. Mm. Uh, we'll experience a quote breakthrough, an unpredictable, amazing moment in which we're projected right into a future of fulfillment and power. God, so many words. <laughs> right? A woman across the room raises her hand and heads to the microphone. Isn't the forum just EST repackaged? Isn't Werner Erhard still involved? Two entirely separate technologies. Just like Edison's, uh, just like Edison's. Edison invented the light bulb. He invented the telephone. But you wouldn't come home in the dark and turn on the telephone or pick up a light bulb to call your mother, Brian answered. The woman responded, um, I beg your pardon, but Thomas Edison didn't invent the telephone. It was Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> Brian, his voice clipped, annoyed, Edison invented a lot of things. You can substitute another invention if you like. It still makes sense. You need to find out where what happened became your interpretation, which took over to become your story of what happened. What we the fuck? I know. We spin single events into epic stories that we cling to because being damaged is a great excuse. See? He dangled his arm around. See? I'm damaged. Ten years ago, I broke my arm. It was so traumatic. I still can't do anything with it. If I can't blame anyone else for my broken arm, then I'll blame my broken arm for the rest of my life. Quote, which I'm like, what the, Shut the, what fuck, the fuck is this guy on? Oh my god, mother. Oh shit, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> she just said, can Bilbo come outside? I'm like, yeah, sure. As long as he doesn't start fucking barking. We'll but you couldn't hear the barking in the episode. No? No. no. Okay. Um, after I tussle with Brian over the subject of brain injury, quote, what if your problem is you have a brain injury that chemically makes you nuts? I asked, thinking of a close friend. You are letting yourself be injured, he answered. What? He won't call on me. So I race for the double doors to escape into the dusk, fighting tears, a million voices roaring in my head. From the periphery comes a blur of pink floral, a volunteer. I turn to her in my despair. Are you okay? She asks sweetly. No, I say, I'm really pissed off and afraid for the world. Then you need to go back in, because Brian will be covering what you need to know, she oh, says. Oh, God. How do you know what I need to know? I need to talk. I thought you were here for us, mm. I challenged. Quote. You really need to go inside. Brian will be covering this. That's the best way I can support you. Unquote. Ew. Isn't that so And like crazy? in your voice, I'd be like, I'd spit in your face. <laughs> yeah, literally. You fucking cunt bitch. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Then there's journalist James O'Brien's 2012 article in GQ magazine Ooh. titled Get Confident, Stupid, <laughs> which is based on his experiences at the forum. Oh, okay. And he did his in San Francisco. Oh, okay. In cool. like 2006, I think. Oh, gotcha. Quote, the leader's pale face has gone paler. His voice is taut with urgency. His voice rising, he says again, you have no integrity. I sit in anxious silence with a hundred other hopeful souls as the leader berates us for an impressive two hours straight. I must be some sort of masochist because even though I haven't done a damn thing wrong in all the time I've sat in this hard plastic chair, I'm thrilled with this chastisement. <laughs> no doubt meant to urge me, he's all like, of us. He's like, off. I'm into it. <laughs> They didn't say I couldn't jerk off in the pool. They didn't say. So, um, no doubt meant to urge me, all of us, towards some kind of life breakthrough. At first, the forum and its marathon group encounter sessions seemed marginal to me. A thin hippie residue. But then veterans of the seminar began popping up everywhere in my life. The Landmark Forum is a streamlined, slightly gentler offspring of that pinnacle of the 70s encounter movement, EST. In EST's heyday, large groups of groovy seekers were, reportedly, quote, locked in rooms for as long as 20 hours a day over two consecutive weekends and subjected to fascistic group pressure, verbal abuse, and brutal honesty, all in the name of self-improvement. Damn. Unquote. That sounds like hell on earth. Oh, it sounds worse. like watching Infinity Pool again. This is, Wait, this this exercise specifically that he said that they did in mm -hmm. this training really fucking freaked me oh, out. Oh, fuck, okay. okay. Quote, 
we were told to close our eyes as Brian um, reads to us from what sounds like a bizarro relaxation script. Quote, imagine that you're afraid of the person next to you. Very afraid. I start to hear uneasy emotions suppressing sighs. <laughs> now imagine that you're afraid of everyone in the room. Imagine that you're afraid of every single person in the city of Oakland. Every single person in the United States. Behind me, off to the left, I hear whimpering. Imagine you're afraid of every single person, all six billion in the world. The whimpering becomes sobbing. Further behind me, someone might be hyperventilating. What the fuck? Don't go unconscious. That's just your way of checking out, booms the leader. The sobbing becomes wailing. From right behind me, someone lets out a wild, primal, angst-ridden, high-decibel growl. Just wait! There's a surprise on the other side of this. Something absurd. The sobbing, growling, and whimpering fill the air. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now imagine everyone in the room, everyone in Oakland, everyone in America, everyone in the whole world is afraid of you. <laughs> the sobbing begins Stops. to turn to laughter. Oh, God. We open our eyes into a world in which we are powerful because we don't feel fear. We instill it, I guess. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what this sounds like? Gang stalking. In the the sense that, like, these people around you are actors hired by the landmark forums to, like, incite this kind of reaction. Because you're not going to do it on your own. But if someone else is laughing near you and then the entire crowd breaks into laughter, then you're like, "Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. If 200 other strangers are having, like, epiphanies Mm -hmm. over Why aren't you? Why aren't you? And what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Exactly. Disgusting. Um, Okay, you know what I just realized? Yes. When you were like, Werner Erhard, fucking John Paul Rosenberg ass. Uh-huh. Okay, earlier when you were like, oh, his brother, whatever his name is, Rosenberg, I was like, why do they have different last names? And then I just realized yeah, that he changed his name. Fucking fake, get the fake name. Because remember, Faker, two Patty smart Faker. guy names makes me a smart guy. Yep. John Paul Rosenberg. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not, that's not exciting. That's not, that doesn't sound That's not Werner Erhard. Werner Erhard, yeah. Da. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nah. um, I also have an anecdote from my mother. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot about this. Yes. As um, she and my dad attended the forum. That's crazy. They Los paid Angeles. money. They, not them. Oh, so, okay. um, this was in like the mid to late 90s. Okay. Um, they, so we need a little bit of background on my parents uh-huh. for stuff. Um, so my parents met in the early 90s. Uh, when they worked for a really big family that owned some uh, car dealerships in the IE. Okay. Uh, my mom was the nanny slash housekeeper, and my dad was the driver slash landscaper. Gotcha. Um, and she was like, that's a tall drink of water over there. <laughs> I'm going to have me a face to that. And thus, love. Okay. Um, and the couple that they worked for were the ones that paid for my parents uh, to take the landmark for them. Oh, fucking weirdos. Because they heard all these great things about it, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. My mom remembers that, like, Right off the gate, her boss would be super fucking stressed out, worrying that they were going to be late. Because if you were even a fucking minute late, they wouldn't let you in. <gasps> they would lock the doors on you, and you better not fucking knock because you're disturbing. <laughs> okay, every- Silence Hill. You're you're <laughs> disturbing everybody else's growth, and they're they're for them, so you better not knock if you're late. Um, she said it was freezing in the ballroom, and because um, it was in, like a big hotel ballroom. Uh-huh. And once they got their name tags, her and my dad had to sit on opposite sides of the room. And pretend they didn't know each other for the entirety of the weekend. Are you serious? Not even during, like, breaks and stuff could they, like, interact. Yeah. So. Oh, I hate <laughs> it's so eerie. I hate it. Um, one of the more troubling things she remembers uh-huh. um, was a young woman that went onto the microphone to share something traumatic that happened to her that she believed um, was the uh, cause, was 
kind of the cause for her problems in the few in the present and why she couldn't move on okay. and like succeed in life. Gotcha. She had been assaulted okay. as a teenager. Um, so she wrapped up her thoughts and my mom says that the forum leader, it was a guy, uh, took his microphone, looked at her from the stage and said, so because this happened to you because you were assaulted, you're going to spend the rest of your life crying about it and using it as an excuse for your problems. Like, yeah, babe, that's how trauma works, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once was enough for my parents, obviously. Gotcha. They finished the weekend, and then they never went back. Thank God. <laughs> Their bosses, though, stuck it out for another, like, couple months, I oh, would say. Shit. Maybe, like, a couple years. Uh, one of them got his younger brother um, enrolled in the forum as well, because oh, no. the Tuesday, like, quote-unquote, oh, graduation session bullshit uh-huh. is when you... They get you with like, oh, hey, come to my, you're my dear friend. I want you to come to my landmark graduation to witness oh. my growth, blah, blah, blah. And then they fucking lock you in the room for like five hours. And the first three is like them like graduating or whatever. And then they leave and then they fucking leave you guys in there because they're trying to pitch to you. Yeah. I know. Oh, fuck no. Yep. Um, get out ass fucking <laughs> fucking real um, so the younger brother that enrolled uh, uh-huh. a couple months later uh, he was divorced he left his family and he had sold a successful auto insurance business holy shit and eventually he ended up couch surfing with relatives and like nobody really knows what happened to him isn't that like the entire opposite of what the landmark form is supposed teaches? to do yeah, yeah. exactly um, now it's time to get into the last portion of this okay. case study that centers around another quote personal development company offering executive success programs uh abbreviated esp interesting mm. so it's gonna be a little confusing okay. um and a range of techniques for self-improvement okay. unquote founded in 1998 by two people whose names you may recognize yes one nancy salzman yeah and one keith ranieri okay friends colleagues this is a highly abridged version of the Nexium cult. Slay! Slay! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slay. Baby, I need to know. Ooh. Okay. Um, according to our friend Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Um, and Ranieri himself, uh-huh. uh, Nexium is, quote, its main emphasis is to have people experience more joy in their lives. Unquote. But, okay, who exactly is the guy behind yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. bullshit? Um, well, he, Keith Ranieri, is the Brooklyn-born child of divorced parents who grew up thinking a little too highly of himself mm-hmm. and his, quote, intelligence, and allegedly was part of, quote, one of the most, ex- the most, no, not one of the most, the, the most. most exclusive ultra-high IQ society. Oh, Jesus fucking Which Christ. was known as the Mega Society. <laughs> After scoring, at least, or at the one in a million level on a particular test of general intelligence, which I'm like... Interesting. What do you mean by general intelligence? Yeah, what does that mean? Like, can a can a high schooler pass Passing? that, or like, are you what smarter do you than mean? a fifth grader? Yeah, like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, which was called the mega test. Okay. Um, as far as an actual career, uh, Ranieri was involved in the multi-level marketing company known as Amway in oh, the eighties, and he even formed his own multi-level marketing of company called Consumers Byline in nineteen ninety. But anyways, I love how white dudes can just make companies and like and like no give themselves certifications and people titles are like, yeah. and shit. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely, 100%. like the Barbie movie when Ken's like, I I want to work here, and he's like, I want to work in the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are your qualifications? What are your qualifications? He's like, I'm, I'm a, a man. man. <laughs> 
he's all on that. He's like, unfortunately, that's not enough anymore. <laughs> he's like, the women have taken over. Yeah. Oh so, uh, what are some parallels between Nexium and EST? Um, like EST, Nexium drew influences from Scientology, including the lingo of, quote, suppressives to describe people that were disloyal to the group. Okay. Um, there's also elements of hypnosis in hey. Nexium. Um, Nancy Salzman, the co-founder of Nexium, is actually a trained hypnotist. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Of course she is. Um, and this kind of echoes the Silva mind control influences okay. of EST. Uh, you know, like if you overcome your mental barriers right. and really focus, you can make things happen with your brain yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Um, this next quote um, is coming from a 2018 New York Times article by Vanessa Grigoriadis. Grigoriadis. I think, okay. <laughs> um, titled Inside Nexium, the sex cult that preached empowerment. Quote, Ranieri himself presented, Ranieri presented himself as a great philosopher, an ethical man and a scientist pushing the bounds of human capability. He had not only devised classroom-based courses that lasted as long as 12 hours a day for 16 days, uh-huh. recalling the Landmark Forum, a self-development company that has its origins in the 1970s consciousness-raising seminar, EST, but also advocated that his followers control habits of mind and body like food and exercise. Members believed that humans can alter our emotional triggers and our beliefs about ourselves, particularly those formed in childhood. We don't need to be angry because our mothers withheld love or selfish and self-protect or were selfish and self-protective because we were bullied in school or fall in love with people who bestowed gifts upon us because we loved a grandmother who did, which is like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. No, literally. The unexamined among us allow these ancient self-perceptions to run the show in current time, but not for Nexians. Not for Nexians, which is like what, mm, they like what they call themselves. They, quote, integrate these experiences in intense hypnotic secret telling sessions like the one I saw called Explorations of Meanings. Okay. In an Exploration of Meaning, or EM, you often, quote, explore the meaning of a memory and observe the misperce- misperception that has made it painful, thus reducing the power of the memory that the memory holds over you today. Which hello Scientology like yeah. auditing it's the same yeah. it's the same bullshit mm. they want you to like clear your mind yeah, yeah like tell me all of your like horrible incriminating trauma mm-hmm. so then I could potentially use it against you yep um quote it is the most potent way to deconstruct an emotional trigger and permanently change the way you process it a former member told me experiencing integration after integration the Nexian feels light buoyant and more powerful than before we're just trying to create joy <laughs> another member said like. That's just like really, like, literally, just train the vibe. We're just trying to like spark joy, you know. Uh-huh. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Which this feels like the group share activities and landmark and like the fucking auditing process of right. Scientology, which as we know is just bullshit. Because mm-hmm. uh, none of these people are fucking licensed to be doing any of this kind of psychological manipulation no, no, work. No, um, especially when you have a literal hypnotist like on the no literally. Team. Literally, like, that's no. why it feels like get out. Because remember, the mom was a hypnotist. Yeah, yeah. she got she got his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, she almost did. Yeah. Um, and both last um, similarity is both EST and Landmark and Nexium involve uh, more involves more women than men. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they were both kind of started by men, which is kind of an interesting. Yeah, that is weird. I, I assumed it would be more men. No, it's it's, it's more, more women. More women. Yeah. Really? More women usually like late twenties to early thirties. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like. Huh, late that's 20s. Weird, I'm like, like, that's not me. No, no, <laughs> you're not gonna get me. God. So, <laughs> but that's a weird like um, demographic, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I was expecting like 40 to 50 year old men. Mm-mm. No. no. Um, so yeah, wow. that was my case study, if you will, a little different, not necessarily conspiracy, we're not- I did more of a conspiracy, you did more of a fucking case study, so- Like, we're listen. not, not to prove we're or disprove anything, uh, this is all just, um, Conjecture. for discussion's sake. Yeah. Um, not claiming any of these facts to be true, but, uh, yeah, me personally, you will never fucking catch me dead at a self-help. God, no. Uh, and I will never- Paying $800 you know, to have my, my racist, will taken away. fucking narcissistic grandpa- who I fucking hate. Um, he always had self-help books in his, and he like attended a bunch of like Tony Robinson nope. seminars and shit. Oh yeah. Speaking of, this is a little like, um, kind of a graph of influences oh. that led to Nexium. And yeah, we have Crowley. Oh, which wow. yeah, Alistair, Alistair Hello, Crowley. Freud, Freemasonry. Um, yeah, Freemasonry, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology, Bernard Erhard, oh, Erhard into Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins and Ayn Rand. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Also, space opera. Space opera. I don't know what that means. I don't I just, know what that means. But I like, I like that. that. Sounds yeah. like a band name. That could be our brand. Um, that should be the title. That should, <laughs> space opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Follow us on Instagram. On a grassy knoll. Follow us on Twitter. OOGK podcast. Uh, follow us on TikTok. On a grassy knoll. And email us at OOGK podcast. No. Or OAGK Redux, Redux. at R-E-D-U-X at, at gmail.com. Um, we will be coming at you, maybe not live per se, but semi-live from, from, from CreepyCon um, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Not not this Saturday the 16th, but next Saturday. Yeah, so you guys won't probably hear about it for like two weeks. For a minute. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to spread the word about the pod, make some friends. I'm going to hand out some stickers. Yeah, we're going to Like meet. whatever artists I see that I like buy from them, I'm going to be like, Listen to my podcast. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's cool. all we got for y'all. We love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye.